He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel. This is my podcast, and you can't have it. Sorry, I'm hungry, and I've been around my five-year-old a lot. Anyway, I interview a different Facebook friend each episode on this podcast. You can go to awkwardwithevan.com to see other episodes. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, at Awkward with Evan on Facebook and Twitter, supporting at patreon.com slash funnyevan. And uh, I forgot what else I was going to say. Oh, oh yeah. Write a, a five-star review on iTunes. That helps me immensely. Five-star review, share, subscribe, and all that jazz. Where was I? Yes. This is a different Facebook friend this episode. I think it's episode number 43. And I have spoken to Michelle LaSala. Who is Michelle LaSala? Well, the backstory is I interviewed her for a job at which I no longer worked at that company. And I then told the company to bring her in and they brought her in. And then she ended up working at that company. And then she left and went on to do other things. Um, we talk a lot about running. I used to work at the company that put on the New York City Marathon. She used to work at that same company. And uh, that was our connection. But running, we talk a bit about running on the podcast. But now she like produces her own running events, which is pretty legit. She does her, like, her own uh, business right now. So if you want to have her put on a private uh, race or put on your running event, call her. Or maybe you just want to like, you know, chase your kids around and maybe you want some like, you know, official uh, marking and course uh, designing and what all that other stuff and details. Maybe, maybe she'll do that too. For some reason, I was trying to get that joke into her like eight different times during the interview. So I was up in Northern California over the weekend and the way we connected was I had hotels. I had – it's graduation party season, which means I'm going on stage for high school kids that are graduating anywhere from like midnight to like 2 in the morning, sometimes 3 in the morning. Um, there were three shows I had in a row. Some were the best of shows. Some were the worst of shows. It's just kind of the nature of the beast. But there was a show I had where I didn't really have a place to stay in that area. So I connected with Napa-based Michelle LaSala, and she hooked me up. And uh, I figured, you know what? I'm going to make you do my podcast, whether you're comfortable with it or not. And we did. And we spoke about running and her business, and she had questions for me too. So enough of about that silliness and introducing her. I'm just going to show you how great she is. This is The Fit, running 75 miles every damn week, Michelle LaSala. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Uh, I'm here in Napa, and I'm across from a friend who chose to uh, show what the magic of Facebook is all about. It's about finding a place to crash when you're in Napa. So she hooked me up, and, and we're going to go through how we exactly met one another. Michelle LaSala. Hi. Hi. You just <laughs> broke my heart earlier by saying this is not your first podcast. You did a business podcast before yes. this one. Okay. A little sleeper. 
Okay, what what was it just talking about your event managing business in general? Yes, and how the business of the running industry is doing and how it's growing. And, right. Yeah. Because that's how... So we... Did we initially meet by me interviewing you while I worked for the New York Roadrunners, but you were in Los Angeles. Yes. So I interviewed you in Los Angeles for a company I was no longer working for, which yeah. is fine. I've done that before for them. I've flown to New York and I would interview tw- 10 people for them. And then that one person I would tell, I don't work here anymore. And they're like, what? But, um, cause I think then I spoke to the ex the, you worked for the LA marathon, right? I did. And they were like an event management company. They weren't like running club. Correct. You guys, you were like the hired guns yes. for the events. Yes. Okay. Um, and then Nick was was the boss. I forgot his name. Yes. What was it? It was Nick something. Nick Curl. Nick Curl. I remember sitting in that office asking him about that stuff. Yes. Had you ever run the LA Marathon yourself? No. But I did come back the following year and run it. Okay. And did you ever run New York? Uh, I have. I had not when I started there. But okay. I have since, yes. Okay. One time. What year? Was, was it before you were working there? Or a- after. After. Yes. What did I interview you for? I don't even, were we looking for like event people? Is that no? It was um, the team for kids court. That's right, because that was the marathon's like nonprofit of the nonprofit. Yes. Yeah. So you were helping out like Lydia and and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Only yeah. And Lydia's Lydia's the bomb. She's uh yeah. I think she still works there. I'm not sure. She does not. She does not. Oh, Lydia. <laughs> but does Cliff still work there? Um. I believe he does. Okay. But not in the same role, I think. They have made a lot of changes and now the foundation is no longer the foundation. Right. But it's like a philanthropic arm or something. Okay. Okay. And so there's like new person in charge of that. Okay. And Cliff is kind of like a man of one now. Yeah. His Um, own enterprise. Yes. Because I know I was in the office last spring and I know. Chrissy's there still. Yeah. Herman is there yes. still. I was trying to meet up with him three years ago, and I accidentally went to like their old Manhattan location by accident because yeah. I was in like a time displacement thing. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was. Were you at? You were there for like a couple years. No, I was there for like nine months. Nine months. Okay. What? But well, what did you do there? That's exactly. What I, I know. I was in charge of setting up youth running programs around the city. Okay. And I would like hire these field managers that would be like, they'd each get like five sites. So maybe I'd have one guy would go to like the Bronx or one girl would go to like Manhattan schools or one person would go to like the Queens schools. And, and we had like 50 schools that had like running partners programs. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I would just send them up and set them up, and um, and then eventually, I mean, I I met my wife, and then she wanted to go back to LA, so I followed her. So I hired my re- my replacement. And Who all that. was that? My replacement was Eva Rose. Oh, Eva. Yeah. Okay. Eva. Um, Rose Dwyer. Yes. Yes. Um, so I forget. Was Dave Darcy just a coach? Dave Darcy was was a was the most interesting man in the world. Uh, he. <laughs> He day, I think he day traded. He did. And then he came to us in the afternoon yes. and just like, you know, did some stuff. Did stuff. And then, okay. yeah, just went to the, was like a utility man for Dave everything. Dave is, um, when I moved there yep. and started working there, we started running together like every day. Oh, okay. And um, I have 
a lot of funny memories. No, he was the best. He was, I don't know if, was he one of my groomsmen? I think he may be one of my groomsmen at my wedding. Nice. I'm not sure. If not, I apologize, Dave. If I got something, may, uh, possible. No, I think maybe. I, don't, uh, I know they were there. We'll see. Um, then, because you're like your 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 jam is just producing the events, like putting them together. Yeah. Or, so when I was finished with the marathon that first year that I worked there, yeah, I really wanted to move over to just the Roadrunners and yeah. just like put on the events, right. Um, but it just wasn't really possible at the time, so right. um, I ended up moving on. Okay. Yeah. Because one of the... It's funny, because like when I was there, I started as a marketing intern, and uh, we all sat in like a, a, a circle. We were like circle, like, like support group seating in the marketing yeah. department, and uh, one of the supporting people was uh, marketing was uh, Peter Cha-Cha. Really? And he's now like he's the, the one. Yeah, he's, he's the charge he's of it the all too. So you know, he I would always I didn't just, know that. Yeah, I would always maybe talk music a little with him, but yeah. he was like his own thing, and he's uh yeah. Do you remember that room for the foundation office? So there was just like on, desks on, and people everywhere. On Third Avenue, you mean yeah, where it was like the floor. third floor, and we we're all just like desks, yeah, like eight desks maybe, yeah, and then we we're you, just all crammed. You had to like in. shimmy into your yeah. spot. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I totally got yeah. a shimmy. And then <laughs> yeah. one time I um we shared the floor with another company, and one time I burnt microwave popcorn and it smoked up the whole floor nice and it didn't take a lot of space to occupy that but yeah that was my my third floor memories yeah and uh and that's how i because i started comedy because comic strip was like a few blocks away when we were at the brownstone and then i would go there once a week yeah 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 then okay so then were you a runner since high school um, I started yes. running in fourth grade. Holy cow. Um, at my school, um, fifth track started in fifth grade. Right. But if you had a sibling who was on the team, you could start in fourth grade. Okay. And so I would run with my dad. Um, we had this three mile loop. Mm-hmm. And he would like run up ahead of me and then he would circle back behind and then he would that's so he would do oh, like wow. five while I did three. Um, and so when fourth grade came, I was like, I'm ready. Whoa, I'm ready so you got to start early. Team. I just joined because I was going to get cut by the baseball team. Oh. So I just joined because there were no cuts. And that was... How... Then did you run, like, in college? I did. Um, I was a really good high school runner. Yeah. And then... What were your I, events? Um, longer, oh, the longer. better. Yeah, 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 one and two mile. Yeah, yeah. 16 That's and 3,200. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then I got a scholarship to University of Portland in oh, Oregon. No. I just met a future student last night at my high school nice. show. Yeah, she, she was one of the big stars of it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then I got three stress fractures in a row and I quit. In, in the same area? Yep. Wow. Same leg, shin, Was, Oh, tibia. shin thing? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I stopped running, quit the team. Right. Um, and then I took some time off and then I like kind of found my groove again and then started doing longer stuff. So then I started doing the marathons. Oh, cool. So how many marathons have you done? You know, I thought that I had done 31. But you were a liar. Well, I, (laughs) I definitely have told people that I've done at least 30, but I have a mannequin in my office that I keep all of the medals from the races on. Mm -hmm. And I went back out there to count them, and 
I could only figure out 28. I can't for the life of me understand how I thought I had 31. Have you been following, did you ever meet Lisa back at the New York Roadrunners, Lisa Cow? She was, or Chow? She's no. She's like a junkie. She's like this, no. this cute little like Asian girl and she's was like one of the girls. She originally worked with us from like Stuyvesant High School in the city. Oh yeah. And then, but she's, I, I read things about like every week it's like a different marathon and now she's in like San Diego and I don't know. I we and one time we randomly sat next to each other on a plane, but <laughs> that was that's completely separate. Um, yeah, I mean, is it? Do you still like plan out like how many miles maybe a week on average do you now run? Well, um, in college that was always a thing. Like, how many miles did we get in? How much did we do today? We in college, I feel like we hovered around. 55 or okay. I, I would say 60 is too high. From yeah, what I, I may have maxed at 60, but I was probably like high 40s most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this week I am on par to somehow run like 75. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I met my husband, um, I had like six years of really healthy running with no injuries. Right. And I um, ran a bunch of PRs and I got a sub three marathon. Whoa. Um, but my highest mileage week was 106. Whoa. But I was like routinely running in the 80s okay. every week. Wow. No days off. Oh my God. I, re- oh, I remember that mentality. I'd I don't lo- know how now I'm like, what? God, was I was such a loser. Like, I had no life at all. <laughs> well, now, how did you run? When I was in high school, I would run by like throwing a Walkman in like a pouch. Oh, yeah. In, in my behind me. How would you do you run with I have a, a phone? Sh- or? I have a shuffle. Okay, so do you have a, or a nano my... or a little like thing? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's a little tiny, like one inch by one inch. So you would like start here and you have places you can run like from here to like Sonoma if you wanted to or I have. Yeah, oh it's 20 gosh. miles from this front door to my husband's work. Oh my god. <laughs> I did it. I did it one time because I was training for a marathon. Um, but yeah, I don't generally go on runs from I I generally go from the front door. Right. I don't usually drive someplace and then run. Yeah. Which is different cuz when when I lived in Folsom before, um, I would say it was like 50-50. Because there was a lake there, and so you could drive to the lake and do a loop. Yeah. There's just more. But there's no point here in driving somewhere. No. It seems like it's door. pretty quaint. Yeah. Um, one thing I was, people always told me was like 20 miles is your longest run training for a, should have training for a marathon. Is that true? You mm, think that? When I... I No. I mean, it, it can be true. Right. For me... Um, I'm a, like a longer distance person yeah. and I need more help. So I always do somewhere between 22 and 23, but right. just once. Right. I feel like, cause I mean, I started really hurting at mile 20 running New York city in 09. Mm-hmm. Like it was like all inertia the rest of the way. And like my couldn't walk for like a few days afterwards yes. just because totally I normal. If, if I should have just <laughs> like. I mean, I had it where I had my, my chiropractor was hooking me up with like all the gels. Like at this mile, I would do this. And one thing I was stupid that I was doing, I was like, I was stopping and drinking, not like running and drinking at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of weird. But um, yeah, I just feel like if you're training for 26, shouldn't you like practice a 26 if you're doing a 26? I don't know. Yeah, I think for sure 
like having three more miles to go that you didn't train for is doable. Right. For me, mentally, six seems like a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm going to peter out. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get back to my talk with Michelle LaSala, but I first want to talk to you about Patreon.com slash FunnyEvan. Patreon is a website that allows... Uh, creators like me to hook up with supporters like you on a on a support basis, not like literally hook up. I believe that would be Tinder.com or your Tinder app. But Tinder's not supporting this show. You guys are. If you go to patreon.com slash funny Evan, you will see all the fine reward tiers for which you can hook me up and help offset some of my costs because the podcast biz is not investment banking people. It's not medicine. It's not law podcasting so um for as little as a dollar a month hook it up you'll see my patron my patron feed uh three dollars a month awkward army certificate five dollars a month you get an evan wexel cell phone wallet even everywhere it's all going up there's a reward here for title sponsorship i will say your name with the title of this podcast every single time you are supporting this podcast so let's change the game that way it's not like, welcome to Jack in the Box, socially awkward with Evan Wexel. It's welcome to, I don't know, Miley Cyrus, socially awkward with Evan Wexel. Does that even work? We'll work on that. Regardless, anything you can do helps. Um, I really need to eat something, so maybe that's what's going on. But I'm going to eat something while you guys are listening to my conversation with Michelle LaSala. Continuing! And so did you did you meet your husband then while running or while working? While working. Okay. Um, so when I decided it was time for me to leave New York, right. I was there for almost five years, um, wanted to move home, um, had had a couple conversations with the race director of the California International Marathon, which okay. is in Sacramento, which uh, is where I grew up. Right. Um, and he he had said to me for many years... Whenever you're ready to come back, mm-hmm. we can give you some work. Yeah. But I never took him up on it because he always had said that it would never be full time. Right. And so when once I decided I was ready to leave and I didn't care about, I wasn't going home for a job. Right. Um, I called him up. Uh, I met with him the day after I got home after driving <laughs> cross country. And he was like, you can work on the finish line. You can work on our youth program. You Whoa. can do all of our expo stuff. And so um, I just, like, walked into a part-time job. But um, it was September when Mm -hmm. I met with him. Mm -hmm. And my now husband had just been there for the summer doing an internship. Uh. So his cousin um, was the start line director for the marathon. Yeah. And he lived there. Okay. And my husband lived in Maryland. Okay. And he ran into his cousin at his sister's wedding. Yep. And he was in grad school for um, event management. Yeah. And um, he was telling his cousin, oh, I have to do an internship to finish my grad school. And he's like, oh, you should do it for the guy I work for. You could live with us. You know, I'm sure he would hire you to do that. Um, And so he went to California for the summer. Uh, He did the internship. And then my then our then who the guy who became our boss said, um, I would love to hire you back mm-hmm. um, after this internship is over with. 
Uh, but he, at the time, was coaching D3 cross-country right. back in Pennsylvania. And so he was like, I want to come back, but I have to go back for the cross-country season because right. they don't know I'm not coming back. And I, and I can't give them, like, a week notice and be like, just kidding, I'm not <laughs> never coming back. So he left to go back to do that cross-country season. Uh-huh. I came the next week, yeah. started working there, and then he came back in December. And then... We had a brand new event in February that we had like a month to get ready. And so we were working together just every single day. And everyone else that we worked with was like 60 plus year old man. (laughs) And so we just kind of like hit it off because we were with each other. We're checking out the internet right now while they're all doing stuff. Yeah. Very busy as we can see by the phone. (laughs) And the banging is picked up on the mic. So just a heads up. No worries about it. Um... That's cool. So yeah, it's like we're the only people here that are you know don't know who Matlock is. So we're gonna yes. just uh, yeah <laughs> hang out. Okay, and then uh, so then eventually you convinced him to move across country. Then or were you you guys were still were working together in the same place already? Yes. So he came back after finishing right. his coaching commitment. Right. And then we were back in California. Nice. Um, and we've been here ever since. Nice. And you now you, you each produce your own running dealios. Yes. So when what when what goes in the like so like you say like you put in bids on events, like you know like an event's coming up, so like you know there's gonna be other like production companies that are gonna like want in on it. So It depends. It's, it's kinda is it like when cities try to like get the Super Bowl? Kind, kind of on of, a smaller scale. On a much smaller scale. <laughs> <laughs> um it depends because at every race is different. So, right. like, for example, the California International Marathon, that is a board-owned um, event. Right. Which means, essentially, there's no owner. Right. Um, and so the board of directors is uh, who is responsible for the event, mm-hmm. um, can't be bought or sold. Right. Um, but they, in particular, have a staff right. um, who work year-round. On they have like the marathon, which is obviously their premier event, and then I don't know, like five other events. Yeah. And so there would not be a bidding process for that event because right. they have employees and they work on it. Oh, okay. Um. So the premier event that I work on, which is the Kaiser Permanente San Francisco Half Marathon. Okay. That is owned by um, a local running club in San Francisco. Okay. And they have no interest in putting on the race themselves, yeah, so nor do they have the expertise. Right. So they look to hire a full, um, like full race management right. person, company, whatever, yeah. um, to do everything. So my bid for that event is for the race operations, which is like getting the roads closed, getting all the permits. Whoa. Um, but then it's also for all the marketing. So doing the registration launch and all the e-blasts and then all of the sponsorship. Wow. Um, and then all of the like advertisements. I have to like drive the designs and stuff. I don't do that myself. I hire it out. Yeah. But I like any single thing that's going on in the race yeah. um, is, is me. Wow. Um, so, so when you're saying like sometimes you like you can take like lower grade races like that just means like they're just smaller towns or scope or order of magnitude kind of races. Yep. 
Like, it's just, okay. I would almost want to have you just go solo, like, I'm going to, like, crash, like, a kid's gym class. And just be like, guys, everyone to the side. We're now going to make this a professional race. <laughs> We're going to close this part of the school. <laughs> Only run that. I'd be like, how, like, you almost, like, maintain your rhythm of producing races if there's too much of a lapse. Yes. Maybe between. Stupid idea I had. Um... <laughs> So that's fun. I mean, I guess it, it, it's fun. We would never want to be like the one like emceeing the race. You're more like the person like delegating to everyone else. Like yes. be there. I um, usually, it, I mean, it can go either way. But sometimes the race director is so behind the scenes right. that you don't, you as a runner would never know who they were. Right. Um, and then other times it can, for me, it's always like a little 50-50. I mean, yeah. on race day, uh, I am only dealing with like very high level stuff. So right. if, if something is majorly going wrong, I'm getting a phone call. Right. I'm not like working in the packet pickup area yeah. or managing the starting <laughs> line. Like I have to hire people to do all those things for me. Right. Um, and I have a plan. Like I'm going to be at the start line and as 10 minutes after the runners are gone, I have to get in a car and get yeah. to the finish line as fast as possible. Um, but they, um, I mean, it's, and then sometimes depending on how high scale the event is, there's like a news crew that's there. Mm -hmm. And so that depends, like sometimes I will be interviewed. Um, For the Kaiser Half, I try not to be interviewed because it's really about Kaiser Permanente and it's about their their charitable giving, the the race. And so I don't like, I don't like to be the third party because I don't want people to be confused you know like it's their thing and and I don't it's not an I situation so I try to stay you're behind the curtain in the Wizard of Oz yes yeah very nice um so then switch gears then like how is since this is a podcast about Facebook friends (laughs) how's your Facebook life like where where do you what do you use it for or what gains your interest the most um I would say I use Facebook a lot. Yeah. Um, and I would say that I like to get my news from Facebook. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> um, but I don't watch a lot of TV. Right. Um, no cable. I We have or, Sling. That I have YouTube TV. I'm very happy with okay. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because we're on the road so much. Right. And like if we're working an event, we're just in our own little world. Right. And we're up at three in the morning and we're Ooh. done at like midnight. And so during that time, I mean, there could be something major that's happening in the world and yeah. we would never know. Right. Um, so like scrolling through Facebook a couple of times a day or like while I'm eating lunch or something on on a part in a parking lot. You know, I am um, trying to catch up that way. But uh, I have a business Facebook page that I started. What's your business page? It's called Blistering Pace Race Management. Uh, Nice. uh, Which is my company name. But when I worked on my Big Sur International Marathon contract, um, Mm -hmm. which that race was on April 30th. Right. um, I did some Facebook Lives from my business page. Oh, cool. um, Which seemed to go over pretty well. Okay. It was fun. Um, You mean you're just showing people your office or were you just showing them the... So the Big Sur International Marathon finishes on Highway 1 uh, in Carmel. Okay. And the runners stream into um, what starts the week before the race as a big, huge dirt lot 
right on the side of the highway. Yeah. Um, and so we transformed that in about 10 days mm-hmm. to have like all these huge VIP tents and charity tents and oh, Runner's wow. World tents and wow. um, big food tent and medical and you know so um, every day I was kind of giving updates and yeah. showing people the lot and what it looked like each day at the uh, end of the day. Oh cool. It was fun. Cool. Do you still read Runner's World magazine? I thought that was the best magazine because it just seemed like the most like <laughs> Helpful, helpful, like proactive, you know, fit magazine to read. So I do occasionally. Um, My dad still gets it. (laughs) He always gives it to me like secondhand. Yeah. But they used to have Running Times. Okay. Which was under the Runner's World. It's under Rodale. Oh, okay. Um, That's right. But it was kind of more catered toward like real serious runners. Yeah. And um, they did away with it. Yeah. And I'm still really sad about that. Yeah. I did read that magazine. Okay. Yeah, I remember Rodan, because Rodan was a marathon sponsor. They probably have, like, an obligation, like, just sponsor every running event (laughs) known. Um, Yeah, getting your, I mean, getting your news from Facebook, I just know, like, oh, good, my New York and my California friends are angry again. (laughs) Or my Midwest friends are, eh, they're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Any anything since, since we we haven't seen each other probably in like maybe ten years I'm guessing eleven ten two thousand five two thousand five so yeah. eleven twelve years um, even though we already we spoke a little before this any any questions for me as as your Facebook friend now that you're in, in person with an actual friend on Facebook any you've been wondering or curious how, in the gaps how often do you travel uh, for a gig as much as I can. I, it just depends. It really, like, I can go weeks without, and then it's just such a weird feeling now. It just, because I feel like more alone when it's like really, it's just me. I'm mm-hmm. like my own entourage. So it's like I fly there, I pick up my car, and like I go to the gig and then the hotel. And it's just like I feel like I'm in such a vacuum when I, when I gig now, but I still enjoy it. It's just I try to go, once school's in, maybe it's like a couple times a month. It just depends. Oh, I gotta string so it together. Right. It just, I have to string it together. Sometimes I can be away for a week. Yep. Or if I'm in the Northeast and I crash with my parents, then I can just like make a week of it and all that. Whoops. Yeah. Let me, <laughs> my other sound cue just came in. One second. No, my wife's intro just came in. That's bad. I will change that. <laughs> what the heck? Quiet. I'm going to edit this out. There we go. There we go. Okay. My bad. Uh, as I was saying, yeah, I try to I try to go on out of town as much as I can. I'm trying to maintain my Delta dollars for the year. Oh. If it was miles still, I'd be in the clear. But I have to spend a certain number of dollars every year with like to maintain my medallion status. Really? So if you're asking me how much do I travel, I say enough to at least spend three G's on Delta a year, just so I can be some kind of medallion. Okay. I'm over half a million on Delta, so I'm trying to hit a million. So that way I can clinch, like, medallion for life, at least. And then, yeah, one of my goals. Yeah. Yeah. We just used our miles to run the Tokyo Marathon. Whoa, wow. And um, we had enough miles for two flights to Japan, and we paid $51 a piece for taxes, and that's it. Oh, wow. How was Tokyo it was, it's actually the second time I've been there for the marathon. Yeah. But before, when I went in 2009, I had not, I did not run the marathon. Yeah. Um, so it was fun to go back um, and actually get to run. Yeah. But it, 
It was, I mean, Tokyo, I don't know if you've ever been there. No, never. It's an amazing place. I mean, it's it's so clean. It's so organized. <laughs> it's so civilized. Um, it's, it's wild. Not as crowded as it's marketed as being? Or, it's crowded. Oh, it is crowded. Yeah. Okay. But I have also been in China, and I felt like China was more crowded. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Tokyo has you know, the state-of-the-art subway systems. And, oh, really? Um, they, they, the city is built to move millions of people every day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And uh, food's good over there, and you're, no worries. And, okay. Yeah. Good. I have no reason not to go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, blistering pace is where, if you even want to have any events... Would if you were hired by by a parent for a kid's birthday party race, would you be able to put on something you think, <laughs> or not? It'd have to be really. I mean, they'd have to market it. I guess you'd have to market it, but yeah, I feel like my creativity is getting better. I, okay. I If if this was five years ago, I would have said I'm very good at copying what was done in the past <laughs> and just redoing it and putting it back out there. But now I find myself like always having these ideas. Yeah. When you were watching the Hunger Games, were you watching it from the perspective of a race manager? Like I've the never seen that. the logistics of the Hunger Games? <laughs> oh my god, I would have looked. You'd see that you could like see behind like like I would not have put all those weapons over there. I would have set them all in the woods, and then race management would have. What about uh, like Maze Runner? Ever seen Maze Runner? Okay, no. So I offered to take you to movies. So you haven't. What your last movie you saw was Unbroken. Had you have you seen both Prefontaine movies? Yes, I owned. I'm the owner. You own both. Of, <laughs> did you have a better one? Did you prefer Billy Crudup or Jared Leto? Um, Jared Leto. Yeah. But I think the Billy Crudup movie was a better was movie. A Disney movie. No. Oh. Or maybe I have it backwards. No, I think Jared Leto was Prefontaine, and Billy's movie was well, Without oh, Limit. That's right. Yeah. But one of them was a Disney film. I think it not was the that, second one. Not that that means it's worse. I mean, it's kind of interesting that these were these two random movies about just one running guy. I know. Yeah. Man. Uh, is there... Are you, do you follow, like, the major runners? Like, the Neb, Neb Kofledsky and... Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's getting more challenging, though, because my husband and I are getting older. Yeah. And so now, like, if we were to go to a track meet... Yeah. There would be tons of 22, 23, 24-year-olds, right. who, and we're, like, not quite as familiar, just because our contemporaries are retiring. Right. You know? So it's like it's just like with music, then, like, who is this Harry Styles guy? I don't even Never know who that is. Him. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> I think he's number one on iTunes. The show's what we know. How's that Kendrick Lamar? I don't get what he's all about. Okay. Well, cool. Thank you for taking the time and letting me into your home and doing this podcast with me. Um, yeah, I'll throw this up. Thanks for coming on Socially Awkward. It was the bomb digging. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> right, I want to thank you guys for catching my episode with Michelle LaSala. Very fit, very slender, very proactive. She runs her own biz. She makes races happen, guys. She has, she can also maybe even get you into the Napa half marathon, marathon, whatever it's called. I listened to the episode. She kept offering that to me. And I did not freeload. I didn't just crash at her place for a night and then just leave. I did take her to Wonder Woman. So I'm not 
a total like Craigslist type freeloader. That was the magic of Facebook. My Facebook friend lived near where I needed to be and she hooked it up. And that's the beauty of this podcast. Um, again, awkwardwithevan.com at awkwardwithevan on Facebook and Twitter. Please subscribe and share this podcast, write a five-star review on iTunes. And I have more guests ready for you. I have some dudes in the pipeline. We've got some dudes, maybe a fraternity dude, maybe an acting dude. And of course, all my other Facebook friends eventually down the road. So uh, I'm going to just head off and chill and you guys just do what you do and I'll uh, see ya. And uh, thanks for listening to my awkward podcast. Woo. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.